1: Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
0: You are locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: Welcome into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds Podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. And here we go. What is up, Reds fans? Welcome into the Locked On Reds Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on this hump day. Happy Wednesday to you. On today's show, got some thoughts about the Reds. As compared to their neighbors down there by the river. Also want to talk about game one of the World Series. And a few other thoughts about the upcoming offseason as well. But before we get to all of that. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast on all the many podcasting platforms out there. Whatever you're listening to the platform right now make sure you are subscribed best way to get the podcast each and every day sent right to your queue also check us out on twitter at locked reds and at jeff Carr, with three f's and save the locked on reds line number into your phone 513-549-0159 so tuesday night was a busy night you had The beginning of the NBA, a couple of good games going on there. I'm a big basketball fan. I was happy to see that starting up. The World Series started up. We're going to talk about that in just a few moments. And there was a lot of trades going on during the day in the NFL. And that got me to thinking because it's pretty fresh Each and every week seeing the futility of the Cincinnati Bengals. If you're like me and you're a Reds and a Bengals fan, then you are probably hurting. Most of you have probably moved on from this Bengals team because you see what's going on. The big problem with the Bengals is that they are trying to tell you. They are trying to convince you that it is a new day when it is in fact the same day. It is not a new day. The Bengals are the same as they've always been. They will build a team the way that they always have built a team. They will not trade. They will not sign big free agents. They will try to draft the players that they need. And they could take a page out of the book of the Reds but that's not what I'm getting at here. What I'm getting at is we Cincinnati sports fans tend to Love the misery that we're in. I mean, heck, we've been in sports misery for such a long time. The last championship for a professional sports franchise in the city of Cincinnati, I was barely a year old. 1990, obviously. Which, the anniversary of which was this past Sunday. But, because of that, some of the failure and some of the ineptitude from each franchise seems to translate to the other. So folks are feeling negative about the Bengals. They see the trades that are being made by other teams, like the Broncos and the and the Falcons, making deals because they're completely out of the playoff race, so they're going to try and load up on draft picks. The Bengals aren't doing that. And so folks see that ineptitude, and they're like, well, the Reds are just the same. Their front office is just the same. They're inept. Time out. All right. Don't bring that negativity over to Great American Ballpark. The front office is very different in the Reds' organization from the Bengals' organization. Let me tell you what. They don't have to tell us that it is a new day. They don't have to convince us by putting some sort of narrative out there. No, they've shown us. Now, of course, they did have the whole hashtag get the pitching last season, but guess what? They did that. They went out, they traded, and they brought in the pitchers. They went out and they got new coaches now they didn't have a mandate for that they didn't say hey we're going to have a new coaching philosophy no they went out and they got david bell they went out and they got Derek johnson they got turner ward he didn't work out and they're going to get somebody else this year but they got caleb cotham to go with Derek johnson all of these things they realigned their player development and now we have kyle bode from driveline baseball that's going to head up the pitching development in the farm system. He even said in an interview, one of the reasons that he picked the Reds is that they are going in the right direction. They are innovative in their player development. The Reds are what the Bengals wish they could be because they get the job done with their front office. That is why I have no doubt that they will go out and they will get the hitting. Trust me, I know I've said this multiple times. I am telling you, I believe in this front office. I'm probably going to bring it up a few more times this offseason, but when you look at Cincinnati sports as a whole, we fans of the Queen City tend to do this, and they say, well, the Reds suck, the Bengals suck, FC Cincinnati, I know they just started... They're a professional franchise, but they suck. And because the Bengals and FC Cincinnati suck, so do the Reds. Stop it with all of that. Dick Williams and Nick Kroll have this team moving in the right direction. And they are not afraid to make big splashes when it comes to the trade market. And we're going to see some big splashes when it comes to free agency. Those are things that... Bengals don't do, but the Reds are going to do. We're going to take a look at some other things, going to take a look at game one of the World Series, and also got a few thoughts on some current Reds that may not be here in the situation that we look at heading into these upcoming offseason moves that we are all expecting to happen. But first, have you checked out the Vivid Seats app? Download that Vivid Seats app and put in the promo code POSTSEASON to get a discount of up to $100 off of your next ticket order. If you're like me and you're a crazy Bengals fan that still actually is paying attention to what the Bengals are doing despite the fact that they are now 0-7, by the way, check out the Locked On Bengals podcast. Joe Goodberry and Jake Lisco. they've got a great thing going on over there every day talking about the Bengals. And they make it fun. They they make the Bengals fun, even though the Bengals themselves are not super fun. But check out the Vivid Seats app for your next ticket. I was looking at the Vivid Seats app at Cincinnati Bengals tickets against the Jaguars this past Sunday. The prices were hilarious. You could go to a Bengals game last Sunday for about the same price as a nice ticket to a Reds game. And you don't normally see that. But that's mostly the Bengals. That's not necessarily Vivid Seats, although they do have some good offers from time to time. With your Vivid Seats profile, you'll be entered into a reward program. And it's not like you got to pay yearly. It's not a subscription-based thing. No. They tally up your ticket purchases and you work your way up to free tickets. Say that with me again. Free tickets. Free tickets sound amazing. And it's not just the sporting events. You could go to live concerts. You could go to stand-up comedy, Broadway musicals. Heck, if you want to go see some wrestling, some WWE, or maybe even some of that new stuff, the AEW, All Elite Wrestling, check out the Vivid Seats app. They've got tickets for you. Download the app and enter the promo code POSTSEASON for a discount on your next ticket order. And also, sponsoring today's podcast is blue chew you guys have heard me talk about blue chew for a little while now if you're looking for a performance boost in the bedroom go to bluechew.com and enter promo code mlb you get your first order for free you just pay five dollars in shipping on the blue chew website they'll have you fill out a questionnaire talk with an online pharmacist and then they will send the order to your door there's no awkward in-office doctor visit there's no waiting in line at the pharmacy heck you don't even have to go through the nice convenient drive through pharmacies that some of these pharmacies have now no it gets sent to you and what blue chew is it's a chewable form with the same active ingredient as viagra or cialis but it works quick because it's a chewable chew it and do it with Blue Chew, head over to BlueChew.com and enter promo code MLB for your first order free. Just pay $5 in shipping. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the Lockdown Reds podcast today. Game 1 was a crazy Night. I don't know if you got the chance to sit down and watch some or all of game one of this World Series, but that really set the table. I've been saying it that this is going to be a very interesting World Series between the Nationals and the Astros, even though Vegas had the Astros as a very prohibitive favorite to win the series coming into it. And with the Nationals being a big underdog, the Nationals took game one. Five to four. Just in case you hadn't seen it, it was a back-and-forth affair. Astros went up quickly in this game. Two runs in the bottom of the first inning off of Mad Max Scherzer. But then Scherzer settled down for quite a while. In fact, in the fifth, when the Nationals took the lead, 5-2, to two, he then came out in the bottom of the fifth and delivered the game's first 1-2-3 inning. Which really set the tone for the Nationals the rest of the way. The Astros threatened for the rest of the, you know, a couple of different times for the rest of the game, but were unable to bring in that tying run as the Nationals will hold on. This is going to be a nice long series. I still think it's going to be a six game series. I think the Astros win in six games, but it's going to be an immensely entertaining series. The next game, game two, we're going to see Steven Strasberg against Justin Verlander. I just love that i I love good pitching matchups. we saw some great pitching, even though there were some runs scored I mean you don't necessarily have to have a one to nothing game to have a great pitch to see some great pitching. And that's exactly what happened. Garrett Cole was throwing some good pitches. So was Scherzer. I remember specifically in the bottom of the second inning, there was a great duel between him and George Springer. And just for example, you know, uh, he he went up two strikes very quickly. 0-2 on Springer. And then Springer was able to battle back and run the count full. And on the payoff pitch, he was being super conservative. But Scherzer bent a two-seamer right on the black, low and inside on Springer. Springer thought he had a walk, and the umpire rung him up, and he just looked on in disbelief because Max Scherzer is amazing. Garrett Cole also had some amazing pitches in the game. It just so happened that the Nationals came up with a few more timely hits than the Astros could put together. Game two is going to be another special game. you got to check this World Series out if you're not watching it. I don't know if you can even call yourself a baseball fan at this point because this is awesome. Have a few thoughts just kind of setting up the stage for you as the Reds enter into this period of offseason moves. Once the World Series is over, as I mentioned before, the free agency begins. And with that, there's going to be some movement because the Reds have a hodgepodge Of middle infielders and none of them really stick out to you none of them really stick out as priorities to keep or priorities to start over certain guys now that depends on what they do if they if they make a trade for a guy that they can slot into center field then you can move Nixon Zell to second base all you got to worry about shortstop at that point because you're not going to find I mean maybe you find a second baseman that's better than Nixon Zell but it's not going to be on the free agent market unless there's just some way that you work out. Maybe you can get Anthony Rendon as well as trade for like Jackie Bradley Jr. or something like that. And then who knows, maybe then you put Nixon Zellen left, but that's just, that's just me spitballing here. It's, it's kind of late at night. I can, if you can't tell the, the world series game didn't exactly end at a very uh, decent hour. Neither did the Lakers and the Clippers game. Actually, that's still going on. I didn't, didn't wait till the end to, re- to record the podcast after that. I'd be a walking zombie. But anyway, the idea that the Reds have in this middle infield set the stage for you. They got Freddie Galvis. They got Jose Iglesias. If, if you're talking about a playoff team, you can't have both of them. You cannot start. Both of Freddie Galvis and Jose Iglesias on an everyday basis, you can't do it. You're not going to be a playoff team, because in the lineup, both are liabilities to an extent. Freddie Galvis is a free swinging dude. Of course, he's going to get some hits. He's going to get some home runs. But think of him as a, a little bit more seasoned Jose Peraza, and we already know what we think of Jose Peraza. We think he's probably going to get non-tendered, because as young as he is and i've gotten calls on this guys thinking that you know they're not going to uh, non-tender him because he's too young the problem with him is he needs more development and he's not going to develop a triple a anymore he's reached the point where there's just not going to be any development to be had at the triple a level it's going to come at the major league level but you cannot have a guy playing the majority of the time at a position, still figuring out exactly how good he is both offensively and defensively because Jose Peraza is still a question mark on the defensive side as well. You can't have that big of a question mark on a team that is trying to contend for the playoffs. You just can't do it. And he's not going to develop really on the bench. So what are we doing if we're keeping him? I don't see the Reds keeping him either and and between Galvis and Iglesias, pick your poison, you've got defense or you've got offense honestly, if I'm picking between the two of them, I'm picking Iglesias, and I think the reason for that is you've made moves elsewhere. He's not a priority i I don't see them going after him early on in the free agency period. Maybe another team scoops him up, and you know what if that happens, hey, that's okay that means that he can get the for sure everyday playing time there, because he was signed as a backup, right? He was signed as a backup. He was thrust into starting duty because of the injury to Scooter Jeanette. If it weren't for the injury to Scooter Jeanette, he would not have started. Jose Peraza would have been the shortstop, and Scooter would have been the second baseman. That's just how that would have worked. But then, with Peraza moving to second base... And the really slow start that he had to 2019, I think that just kind of put the writing on the wall. And then Iglesias, while you'll look at his numbers and say, boy, boy, he he had some pretty decent offensive numbers, the differences in everyone's offensive statistics in 2019, everyone saw an uptick in power. So you can't really trust that. So if Jose Iglesias is your opening day starting shortstop and you are counting on him to be your starting shortstop for the rest of the season, he better be your only liability in the lineup. Your only guy that you would consider not a threat when the Reds are coming up the bat. So if he is still a Red in 2020, it's because there were other awesome moves made around the diamond. Like if we're talking about the Reds trade for maybe Mookie Betts and then they sign Yasmani Grandal, then maybe they could, you know, sign Jose Iglesias to be the shortstop. And who knows? They may need that money elsewhere because... If they trade for Mookie Betts, that's probably going to require Jesse Winker or, you know, somebody like that. Which means then you'll have a hole to fill in left field unless you see Philip Irvin as your everyday left fielder. And there's really a lot to unpack there, and and we'll look at that more as the trade rumors develop, as the hot stove heats up. But just looking at the way that it it, it pans out for the Reds, your middle infield is clogged. With a bunch of mediocre guys. Now you've got some high upside guys. And like Josh Van Meter. But you've also got guys who you're not sure what you have. And Derek Dietrich. And Freddy Galvis, And Jose Iglesias. And Jose Peraza. In fact. It was in a couple of calls. Uh, Scott had it in his text message. And I believe Jordan also called in and mentioned that he thought the Reds should keep Jose Peraza. Don't get me wrong. I was on the Jose Peraza bandwagon. I just, I just can't see how he gets a lot of playing time and he gets the ability to develop on a team that is trying to contend for the playoffs. And I want him to develop. I want him to become a good Major League Baseball player. That's going to have to be somewhere else. And then you look at the outfield situation, Nixon Zell with his throwing shoulder having to be surgically repaired. We'd love to see him move into second base because the Reds go out and get a good center fielder. Aristides Aquino, what do we got with him? Is he August Aquino? Is he September Aquino? Should we go after a right fielder to take the pressure off of him to figure out what he is right away? And are we set at left field? And, and if we go after a big guy like Mookie Betts or, you know, Francisco Lindor, hey, I would love that. But if we go after a guy like that, we probably got to package Jesse Winker into that trade. You're probably not getting him on just minor league players alone. You're going to have to trade a ready-made major league guy. Maybe some guy who's got a couple of games under his belt. Jesse Winker fits that mold. And I'm okay with dealing Jesse Winker. It's just if you trade him, then you open up a different hole. So it's going to be interesting to see how they maneuver all of those pieces. And then you're talking about catcher as well. If they go after Yasmani Grandall, if they try to make a trade, how does that all work out? There's a lot of fascinating things are going to come to a head here in a couple of weeks, and I cannot wait to see what Dick Williams and Nick Kral have cooked up for us this offseason because I firmly believe, as I mentioned in the first half, that they will get the hitting. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. Make sure that you are subscribed on all the many podcasting platforms. Check us out on Twitter at Lockdown Reds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs and say the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. Make sure you get those calls and questions, texts, whatever you got, 513-549-0159. Thanks so much for listening today. Tomorrow's podcast, we'll have some more Reds talk for you. My name is Jeff Carr. This is the Locked On Reds podcast, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.
0: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.